station. It's any given fun day presented by Joey and Ray on 104.5 The Team. I have a theory. I have a theory for you. Why are you already laughing? Because ever since I showed you, told you about this song, it's I, I've seen it everywhere. Whether it's on our Instagram, whether well, it's on easy, anything we post. Easy. First of all, first of all, <laughs> I've always loved this song. I know, but, but I, I brought think, it back to your. I attention. think it's definitely it's a good starter. Oh, 100%. but I have a, I have a theory here for you. Maybe a, a hypo, hypothesis, a hypothesis, hypotenuse. I don't know what it's called, but. Um, is Sunday the beginning of a week? Oh, don't get me going. Well, well, it's. It, I mean, it, it. What is it? I will say this: my dad and Darko Sedlar. I don't know if you remember him from Colony Basketball. Colony Basketball legend had a actual argument about this. Okay, my JV year. Well, I was just thinking about it on the way here. I was like, you know, there's a right. There's there's time. Are we a good start to the week or are we a good end to the week? I think we're a good start to the week. I think this is the start. I guess so. I, yeah. I feel like I feel like the start of the week though is Monday. Like, because when you're you're going to work, back to work on Monday, you're not looking forward to waking up after Sunday. You know what I mean? Your weekend's about to be over. Your week or is your, your week, week is about beginning. to reset? Exactly. So I guess you could go. I think you could go either way. Right. I think okay. it's preference. So it we'll call it a new beginning, right? When you listen to AGF on Sundays. Right here on 104.5 The Team and the free 104.5 The Team app. It's a good start to the end of your week. Yeah. Because we're early. Ooh, good one. That's a good pun right there. Thank you. But we're talking about new beginnings, right? There's always an opportunity for new beginnings, fresh starts, right? Well, let me tie this one to you, right? So you have a fresh start here on Sundays. How about the New York Giants have a fresh start as well coming up, right? New head coach, new OC New everything, right? New GM. They're looking good. But that doesn't mean we can't reminisce on the old times too, right? Mm-hmm. They have a fresh beginning on the way. But happy 10-year anniversary to the New York Giants on their last Super Bowl victory yesterday. So 10-year anniversary plus a day. Happy anniversary, fellas. Yeah, good job, New York Giants. I mean, that's probably the last thing. I mean, when was the other one? I think we said it was probably 2014 was their other Super Bowl win that they had. Ooh, so. Giants? Yeah. 2008. It was 2008. Oh, wow. It was before 20, that. Yeah, 2012, okay. technically, the 2011-2012 season, and then 2008. Okay. So it's um, been a minute. Yeah. What I'll say is— You wish it was—I tw- wish it was 2014, <laughs> but— What I will say is that this is probably the last good thing that the Giants can think about, but I want to ask them this, right? You're going 10-year anniversary— you had a whole new crew coming in, pretty much from the front office standpoint. Daniel Jones is coming back. It's probably his last chance to make a good impression on the Giants fans. You just did everything you wanted for the Giants fans, and now you're going to give them the game to celebrate this on October 17th at MetLife Stadium against the possible defending champions in the, in the L.A. Rams. Perfect. Is it perfect? Would you have done it any other way? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> give me it against the Jets or something. That's just a giant, no offense that's to the a giant Jets. thing. But, like, I mean, look on the games of your schedule. I don't know what their schedule looks like for next season, but there's got to be a little bit of an easier game to maybe be. Oh, they want that. They want that. You know why? Because that'll pack the house. Rams, right? 
I don't know. Oh, you want to go see Junior? I guess maybe, but oh yeah, that will be his first time returning to MetLife. Well, as a, it, it, I think playing against the Giants, I think yeah. he may have played against the Jets. Yeah. Oh yeah. Probably. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I think that'll be. Uh, I think that's why. But uh, welcome to any given fun day here on uh, 104.5 The Team and the free 104.5 The Team app. My name's Joey Haas. I got Ray Osterhout and Kobe Brickner here with me on a Sunday fun day, getting you ready for, well, well one week closer to the Super Bowl. Uh, we're going to be talking about, we'll probably mention the Pro Bowl at some point. That'll be today. Uh, and you can find it actually here on the station later on today. Um, we will have coverage of the uh, Pro Bowl. But I wanted to dig a, a tiny bit deeper into that 2011 postseason run uh, for Eli and for the Giants. 2011-2012 is when the season ended, but it was the 2011 season. Uh, I have some stats here from Eli's historic 2011 postseason. Ray, can I run them by you? Yes, please. Nine tutties. For those who don't know what a tutty is, touchdown, TD. One interception. A 103.3 passer rating. Here's probably the most impressive one. 1,219 yards. An NFL record in the postseason. Super Bowl 46 MVP. And you could you could definitely say that this is one of the greater postseason quarterback performances of all time. If not the greatest. If not the greatest, yes. Especially with like the other thing you sent me as well. Who they beat, right? The 15-1 and one Packers. It's not like they just went through, you know... The bums of the NFC. They went through the fifteen and one Packers, the thirteen and three Giants, and then obviously the Patriots at the end, and held the Patriots to three points in that in the Super Bowl game. So even just speaking past Eli, what they were able to do, I think Giants fans are definitely looking for something to come back up this season, and hope that hey, can Daniel Jones really become the next Eli Manning? Because look, something. look, Eli Manning didn't always have great moments, right? Can we agree on that? Eli, Eli Manning would sometimes look like a doof. That's that's who Eli Manning is. Exactly. Though. So Daniel Jones, I feel like could be that same guy. I feel like they kind of got that same look on their face sometimes when they do something wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. When you get that Eli meme, I feel like Daniel Jones could be the same kind of thing. Who knows? Maybe this season he could pop off and have you know pass for five thousand yards. Now here's the here's one of the funnier things that I, I I went and did my research back then because I was still a little kid when Giants won their last Super Bowl. Which is pretty scary to say, but the Giants really, I mean, even in those Super Bowl seasons were not that No, they were like good. eight and eight regular Nine, season. So they won their two Super Bowls, right? So they had one in 08 and one in 2012, technically speaking, uh, year-wise, but it's that 2007 season and 2011 season. Mm-hmm. In the 2007-2008 season, they were 10 and six, won the Super Bowl. That's not, it's not I mean, that's not like... Dominant. I mean, the Bengals are, were ten and seven this year, right? I mean, but like overall, you usually see you know you tend to see teams with more wins. Yeah. And then in the 2011-2012 season, they went nine and seven and won the Super Bowl. All you got to do is let them get in. Just get hot at the right time. Let so, them get in. You know, I don't know. It's just funny to me because the Giants have just sucked for a really long time. And like, even when they won Super Bowls, they still. I would I would argue that they weren't great football teams. They just got hot at the right time and kind of rode the rode the hotness. Well, and you look at what they did on the offensive side of the football too. I feel like they they had a great running game in both years. You know, Ahmad Bradshaw and um, 
Who's the other one I can't think of right now? Brandon Jacobs. Brandon Jacobs. Big Those man. two guys, I mean, they were just both really good in the run game. And then you also let Eli throw the football down the field. You gave him free will pretty much. And I mean, you saw some of the plays that wide receivers had to go make. And we have so many memorable catches from both the Super Bowls that the Giants won. And you look at what they were doing on the offensive side of the football. And then after they won the Super Bowl, like we've talked about multiple times, whether it's on this show or on Thursdays, their first down to third down progress is run the football first and second down, have a third and long, throw Stink an outside screen pass, yeah. and go get your punt team on the field. That's nice. the Giants' playbook since probably 2015, 2014, to be honest. And I think the fans are just looking for something to change it because I haven't even been, I'm not even a Giants fan, but every time that I've gone to a game, I'm just kind of sitting there like, wow. I fell asleep at halftime two out of my three times going to a, to a Giants game. I don't know if that's saying something or if I was... Uh, or are you just under the influence of, two, <laughs> of one too many beverages? That could have been a possibility as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I guess the moral of the story here is, you know, the, even if the Giants go out next year and have an 8-8 eight and eight or 9-7 and seven or whatever it is now, 8-9, uh, <laughs> oh, like there's... <laughs> now you're stretching. Well, I mean, hey, but like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I mean... I think that we should... Don't be surprised... I guess if the Giants could like find a way to sneak in and then they just get hot. Maybe that's just part of their thing. Look what the Niners did this year. They weren't even going to be in. But the, they were a good football team. I'm not saying that they weren't a good football team. I'm just saying that. The Giants aren't a good football team. The, the the road to get to where they were, nobody thought that that was going to happen. The Niners had to go and beat L.A., right, to even get into the playoffs. Otherwise, we would have been watching the Saints. And yeah. then they go. That would have been. Really they go ugly. into Dallas, and then they go into Green Bay, and they almost go into L.A. and win. Like that would have been. I would have think similar to this year that we're talking about for the Giants, especially with but Jimmy G obviously not being to the status of of what Eli Manning did, did stat wise. Right. Um, there's hope. That's that was the point of this conversation. Was there's hope, right? It's a fresh beginning. Ten year anniversary. Everybody raised their wine glass last night, right? Cheers to the Giants' 10-year anniversary of their last Super Bowl. Now they have Brian Dable, Joe Shane, uh, Mike uh, Kebab, or whatever his name was. <laughs> Mike Kebab uh, from the Chiefs. He's going to be on the, uh, I believe they're OC. No, they're, yeah, they're OC. He's going to be their offensive coordinator. Um, I just don't know how to pronounce his last name. It's like Kafafa or Kebab. It's Kebab in my book. There we go. Mike Kebab. Make it easier on um, but, hey, they're they're making moves. They're doing their thing. And uh, I'm excited to see where this team goes. And, you know, we reminisce on the good times. And then we push forward, onward, right? Yeah. And I think, too, we always say this as well. Things are better. Sports are better when New York sports is better. Even though they play New which Jersey. Is, which is just strange because New York sports just stinks all the time. <laughs> Things are pretty good. The last, the last, last what, okay. when is the last time that New York won a championship? It's probably the Yankees, right? I've, oh, I guess actually the Giants. I probably the Giants. I just talk on the I just talk on the radio. I don't do that stuff. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, no, I couldn't tell you. Couldn't Didn't mean to put you on the spot, but I was just thinking off the top of your head. I wasn't asking you to pinpoint a certain time. Two thousand. Can you think of any other time since 2011 that a New York team has won? Yeah, I actually can. Uh, it was 2014. My Babe Ruth team actually made it to the championship and. <laughs> And we did well. My favorite team. Yeah, that was a New York sports team, right? Oh, we won. man. That was a good time. 
Shout out County Little League. Um, here's here's the plan here. Let's take a break. Come back. There's a great game between the Knicks and the Lakers last night. LeBron James is back. Anthony Davis looks like he figured out how to play basketball again. R.J. Barrett looks good, so we'll discuss some of that stuff. Um, later on in the hour, the 1045 segment, we will have the guys on from Malta Chiropractic talk about their affiliation with the Albany Firewolves. The Albany Firewolves caught a dub last night. Lots of good stuff to discuss here on the show, uh, but it is any given fun day. It's Joey Haas, Ray Ostrout, and Kobe Brickner here with you on 104.5 The Team. It's any given fun day presented by Joey and Ray on 104.5 The Team. Hmm. Okay, okay. Uh. Oh, yeah. Wendy's. Is it bad that I don't know this song? It's a good song. Who's it, uh, is it? Wait, hold on. Let me guess. Luke Bryan? Here's the, here's the chorus. Ready? Is that right? Is it Luke Bryan? No, it's uh, Walker Hayes. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Good song, though. Good song. Welcome back. It's any given fun day. Joey Haas, Ray Osterhout, Kobe Brickner here with you on 104.5 The Team and on the free 104.5 The Team app. Check us out on our social media pages at Given Fun Day. And without further ado, I introduce to you the implosion of the Knicks on a Saturday night. It's been bad. Not even just Saturday night. I mean, this last month has been pretty brutal. Um. So Knicks Knicks visited the Lakers last night. The twenty four and twenty nine now Knicks visited the twenty six and twenty eight Lakers. So why there was so much hype brought into this matchup, I'm not quite sure. Uh, because both teams are just vastly underperforming. It was LeBron's first game back. Yeah, welcome in back fi- in five games. So Good I think that that could have been something yeah, too. Game out of retirement. Um, <laughs> Knicks came out hot, forty two points in the first quarter. Forty two. Yeah, they were up 21 after, I think, at half, I believe. Yeah, they were pulling on them. Uh, and then followed up their 42-29 and 29 point uh, quarters in the first half with a third quarter dud of 13 points. And the Lakers scored 31. And then Knicks won the fourth quarter. They go to overtime, and then you know what happens from there. They lose. Yeah, the thing that bothers me the most about this, to be honest with you, is that I go on Twitter, right, and I see someone, like a Knicks fan, going out and saying, oh, R.J. Barrett had his career high, or season high, I can't remember which one it was. 36, 30, career high. Career, okay, it was career high. Well, um, technically, that would be a season high, too, right? Yeah, obviously. But I didn't know if it was season high or career high. Both. 36 points, career high for R.J. Barrett. In a loss, where you gave up a 21-point lead to a team that, this is LeBron's first game back, from injury, Russell Westbrook had an absolutely abysmal night. You what came out hot. That? You're on the road. This is a game, and you had Julius Randle play well as well. But what bothers me is like, oh, well, we lost, but at least RJ played good. Like, dude, all the stars aligned, right? I don't, Julius Randle played good basketball. Yeah, exactly. And you still weren't able to close out the game. The bench for both teams was pretty much non-existent the entire game. You look at. Probably the biggest surprise of the entire game, Malik Monk having 29 points, but LeBron doing his thing, had a triple-double, AD 28-17. and 17. 
And I think that's that's right where the conversation should go is Anthony Davis. Now he looked good. I don't know how how much you've been following AD since he's came back from his injury, Ray. Uh, but his stats have been phenomenal this past like week. Okay, he played so starting on January twenty seventh was his real. Uh, he played on the twenty fifth against Brooklyn, three for eight, eight points. Uh, that was that's not much. Twenty um, seventh. He played 34 minutes, 31 points, 12 rebounds. And since then, he has just been absolutely dominating again. I don't know if he remembered to play like a like a seven-footer. I don't know if uh, – I, I don't know. Whatever it is. But his, he's came back and played great. Yeah, his last 10 games, he's got 26. He's averaging 26 points and 11, over 11 rebounds. I mean, you can't really ask for much more out of the guy. That's what you're expecting him to do. And you can't expect LeBron to go for 40 every single night just to keep you in the game. You're going to need these guys at some point, especially if you're thinking that you're going to be a contender for a championship, which any team with LeBron James, in my opinion, is a contender for a team with a championship as long as they make it to the postseason. That's the biggest question right now, and we're still talking about the Knicks, right? So let's go back to them real quick. Sure. What is what is their biggest issue to you, whether it's offense, whether it's defense, whether it's coaching, whether it's, I don't know. Dude, it's it's substitutions at the wrong time. The Knicks, the Knicks problem is, I, I think I said this like a week or two ago too. I think it's that they thought they had something that they didn't, right? I think the Knicks thought that because of their really quick success that they could just build a, a decent roster around this young core that they developed, right? RJ and, you know, Randall kind of, um, Quickly, you know, guys like that will be topping. And I think they jumped the gun. I think that's what it was. This team is still a developing team, but they kept pieces and added pieces that were going to take them to the next level. And it gave Knicks fans false hope to think, okay, yeah, this team is ready to compete. Look, at we just got D-Rose and Fournier. You know, D-Rose is looking good again. Uh, you know, we bring in Evan Fournier. We bring in this guy, that guy. Alec Burks is back, this and that. But realistically, you know, you're nothing more than than a a glamorous like Atlanta Hawk team. You know what I mean? What kind of surprised me too is the is the amount of minutes that Obi Toppin got last night. He only played 12 minutes. He's That's a guy, how the team goes, though. I, but I I just don't know if I agree with it. Is Cam Reddish still injured? Because he didn't play. No, he's not in the rotation. Nope. That's wild to me. Tom Thibodeau, I've. I've said it before. I said it before on the station, right? That that Tom Tibbs' time is coming to an end. Why would you go out and trade for a guy, and then keep him out of the well, rotation? Well, in their defense, they do have five days still to make a trade, where they're trying to dump off a guy like Fournier, um, and or Burks, you know, something like that, Kemba Walker, to open up another position so that Reddish can slide in the lineup. But you look at, I mean, quickly, five minutes, Quincy Grimes, 15 minutes, 0 for 5 from the field. Quickly, it was 0 for 1. Their bench is just not there. And you even look at Kemba Walker on the starting lineup, 3 for 7. And sure, you can talk about Mitchell Robinson, but he's a really good, in my opinion, he's a really good and undervalued uh, center. I think he is a solid, I think he's a solid defensive guy. He's not going to get you points, but he's going to get rebounds and he's going to be a, he's a good piece to have in the middle of your paint, in my opinion. And these guys just need to step it up besides Julius and RJ. 
because those two guys, you look at what when the Knicks were successful last year, you had somebody besides RJ and Julius stepping up along with them playing well. It was a different guy every single night, and now it's you don't know who's who it's going to be instead of saying which guy is it going to be tonight. You're going to you're asking is it going to be anybody instead. Here's the question. Trade deadline's 5 5 days away, okay? If I were the Knicks and I'm looking at what what team I have right now, my direction, I am taking Julius Randle and I am shipping him off so fast for picks, for another young talent, wherever that position may be, I'm shipping him off. It's over. I mean, you have Obi Toppin to slide into his place, like like I said, if you if you ship him off, and then even if you get picks or something along those lines, you, I, I, I genuinely don't know if this team's going to make the playoffs this year. You can cut, some, get top cut some cap, get rid of Toppin, get rid of Fournier, stay young, right? You're not, you're not paying R.J. Barrett yet, really. You're not paying um, quickly Toppin, Reddish. None of those guys are getting paid. It's really it's really just Fournier and Randall right now are the only ones with the major contracts on this team. Right. Uh, that's what I would do, personally. Keep one veteran leader that wants to be there and shows that he wants to be there, and that's Derrick Rose. The rest of those guys, hey, listen, you guys can go be uh, an important role player or even a star on a contender, right? Be a, be a scorer for a contender because we're not contending right now. We don't need your contract. We, uh, at this point, we'd like to try and get a better draft pick of anything or something. So, guys, get out of here. Just go. We'll ship you off. Take, you know, see if we can get a couple first-round picks, second-round picks, whatever. See ya. What do you think? I don't disagree. I think that this direction that they're going in, it hasn't been, like, it started to work last year. Then we got to the postseason and everybody was excited about it. They were thinking that they were going to go and beat the Hawks or at least compete with them. And they didn't do that. Julius Randle looked pretty terrible in the in the postseason, and Derrick Rose had to kind of come out and be super a superhero in the postseason, which isn't what you wanted to see. Sure, I, I, I'm sure you're glad that D Rose came out and had a great showing like he did, and it was cool for everybody to watch. But you also want your guy who is supposed to be the future of your franchise to go out and show that he's not going to shoot one of ten and have five points in, in the biggest game so far of his career and the first postseason showing because postseason is everything. You can be a great regular season player, but if you don't go out there and win games in the postseason for your franchise, what value are you to your team? Yeah, MVPs don't mean that you're automatically going to go win a championship. Yeah, And that's been proven so many times in the past. And you look at what James Harden and Russell Westbrook have done. Sure, they're great in the regular season, but they haven't been able to show anything in the postseason as of yet. Um, And I think Julius Randle just had a bad showing. Who knows if that's going to continue for his career? But I just feel like the way that the Knicks are trending this year after having the su- success that they did last year, I think it's time to to switch it up a little bit. I 100% agree. Um, when we come back, Ray, let's take a break. Uh, when we come back, let's discuss uh, some of the coaching changes that, have, that are going on in the NFL. There's some stuff going on as far as coaches getting hired. Uh, what's, what's that whole uh, deal Uh, In the NFL, lots of coaching changes. So let's discuss that when we come back. And then at 1045, of course, we have uh, the fellas from Malta Chiropractic joining the show uh, to talk about some firewolves and talk about their business as well. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, it is any given fun day. It is Joey Haas, Ray Osterhout, and Kobe Brickner here with you 
on 104.5 The Team. It's Any Given Fun Day, presented by Joey and Ray on 104.5 The Team. She's a good girl, loves her mama, loves Jesus. Don't you love that? It just no, I mean a girl in. that loves Jesus. <laughs> um, R.I.P. Tom Petty. Tom Petty. Tom Petty. <laughs> R.I.P. Um, welcome back. It's any given fun day. Joey Haas, Ray Osterhout, and Kobe Brickner here with you on 104.5 The Team and on the free 104.5 The Team app. Check us out on our social media pages at Given Fun Day. Interact with us. Talk with us. Chat with us. Message us. Do whatever it is. Uh, but make sure you do it on social media with us. That's what it is. What's funny? <laughs> I was just watching. So if you're obviously. Oh, was it the, the Westbrook show? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I just saw that like yeah. off the glass. So if you, if you don't me. know. Yeah. So we in the studio here, we have the, we have ESPN on and it's on a TV and there's a piece of glass here, um, which I don't know what purpose it actually serves, but it's here. And there's a reflection, so you could see the TV and the reflection of the. And I just saw West. Russell Westbrook yeah. hit the side of the backboard and not even touch the. It's rim like a montage of it from like 15 yeah. feet. Pretty impressive. But there's been a oh, lot of uh, coaching changes here in the NFL: offense coordinators, defense coordinators, GMs, head coaches. You name it, it's happening. Uh, so I just wanted to discuss a few of them with you, Ray, and sure. get and you know just get your thoughts on uh, on a few of them. And uh, we'll start off, I guess, with the the New York Giants, right? Brian Dable's the new coach. Um, I feel like we discussed it a, a, a tad, but why not expand on it a little bit more? Um, right. Do you think that this team's headed in the right direction with Dable? I do. I think that an offensive-minded guy is definitely going to help this team out. Sure, you could argue and say that their defense isn't you know, the pride of their team. But when you look at it, you're looking for more offense from the New York football Giants. That's what all fans are looking for. They're looking for a different scheme, a different, you know, they keep bringing in new guys and thinking, oh, something's going to change. Something's going to change. And it hasn't. So Brian Dable, if I have any word of advice for you, please change it up. Something. Give them something, anything to show that this offense is headed in the right direction, that you have a good scheme to bring the best out of Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, Kenny Galladay, and the rest of the boys on the offensive side of the football. Um he has experience working with Belichick and Nick Saban, so I mean, the guy comes from winning, I would say. And you look at what he did. Obviously, yeah, we talked know about who it last did, week, though. Oh. Joe Judge. Look what happened there. I guess you're right. That's scary. It is. So I think he does have a lot to prove. Like any new Giants, I mean, any new guy in New York, you always have a lot to prove. You have the media always on you, twenty four seven, always looking at you, ma- making sure you're making the right moves. Right. That's the thing with going to New York. So I think it's. It should be a step in the right direction. It's going to be shown on the field, obviously, when it comes to the season. But I think, why not? Yeah. Um, I like the hire. I think he is, uh, I think he's what the Giants need. Uh, I, I do wish I saw more of, the only thing that I think he lacks is is leadership, right? I don't know if Dable has that leader kind of mentality yet. I know he's a great offensive mind, but you also need a leader of the pack, leader of the people. And I don't know if he, he has that yet. Now, the beauty of life is you can develop anything like that, right? You can develop into a leader. You can develop uh, things. So we have yet to see if he can live up to that. But I like the hire. Well, and the thing is, too, is they talked about Joe Judge when they brought him in, too, of being a 
a guy of the players. And that was a big thing that they thought was going to help out the team and bring success to the team. It didn't seem like that really worked. Now, it didn't help the team, but I would, or it, it didn't help the team success wise, but I think the team respected Joe Judge. Like, I don't think there was any question in my mind that, and I'm not saying that he had him brainwashed or anything like that. No, but, but just, I do know that even when the Giants were four and 10 or whatever it is, or three and 10, two and 10, whatever they were at the time, there's guys like Saquon Barkley who are leaders on that team coming out and saying, Hey, listen, we're still going out there. We're playing, you know, we're, we're keeping that positive mindset. You know, uh, Coach Judge is, is saying this and that, and it's working. And, we're you know, we're playing for him, and we're playing for this team. So, I you know, it didn't lead to success, but it definitely, I think, impacted the players and their mentality. Um, that's the Giants, though. I think they're headed in the right direction as far as Dable goes. My next one here is the Las Vegas Raiders. And Josh McDaniels now stepping in to that uh, coveted head coaching role that we knew he would eventually find his way to. Um, And they land Patrick Graham, former New York Giants defensive coordinator, as their defensive coordinator. To be honest with you? I like it. You do? Oh, yeah. This is my least favorite hire of the offseason so far. Oh, that's my favorite. Really? Might be my top top three. I look at Josh McDaniels as a— as a Bronco fan, right? The last time we saw him was with Tebow as a head coach. And that, to me, I just feel like his role under a guy like Bill Belichick, I know you could sit there and say, oh, well, now he's learned from Belichick. He's got the experience. He's going to go out there, and he's going to be a great head coach. I think he's a one-side-of-the-football-minded kind of coach. Like, these guys who say, oh, you're an offensive-minded coach, you're going in, you're filling a head coaching role, and sure, you're not making every single play call on both sides of the football, but you're the one bringing the scheme in, Right to get both sides of the football, to bring success to both sides of the football. That's the main goal in a head coach. And to me, I just think that where this team is headed with Las Vegas, you have Hunter Renfro, you have Darren Waller, you have Josh Jacobs, you have a really, really good offense. My thing is going to be, where does the defensive side of the football come in on this? Also, see, I think their defense is good. I'm not saying that it's bad, but I'm not saying it's a top tier defense in the league. No, I don't think it's top tier, but I think I think your offense is already established that you didn't need another offensive minded coach. I think you could have went out and got a. But they didn't even have a coach. Don't forget, like what did they? What did they behind? Um, what was his name? That was the interim head coach, Basaka or something like that. Yeah, he came in, and I mean, this team has gone through it all this year. Oh, I know through the ringer. Yeah. With Gruden, with Ruggs, all are going down. Yeah, man. And this team somehow, and like, sure, they went out first round, but they rallied around. And this, their interim coach got them to go to the playoffs this year, which would have been unthinkable for any other coach. And he, honestly, in my opinion, should win coach of the year. Yeah. (laughs) So I, I just don't see why you go through all of this. I feel like interim coaches don't mean anything in this league. Like you can have, you can go win the Super Bowl and they'd be like, ah. We're just going to go hire somebody that looks good on the market. I, dude, hey, all I'm saying is I think McDaniels was waiting for the right moment to get in a, get in a head coaching role. Uh, I like the hire, but hey, who am I? Um, next one here, the 49ers. Now, this isn't a head coaching role. Uh, this is an offensive coordinator or assistant head coach. I'm sorry. 49ers offense gets more support. With Anthony Lynn, former 
Chargers head coach Anthony Lynn, now the assistant head coach of the San Francisco 49ers. I love this hire too. I like this one. This is good. This is really good. I'm here for it. I think he was I think he was a coach that was able to interact with players really well. And I don't think he was I don't think he's a head, I think he's one step below that. There's some guys who just aren't meant to be head coaches, and that's nothing against them. I think there's people who just fit in certain roles best. And I think this is going to be a really good spot to help out the offense, especially with Debo, help out Ayuk, um, especially now that most likely Jimmy G is going to be going. You're going to have Trey Lance coming in as your starting quarterback next year. You're going to be able to help this young guy develop a lot quicker than I think most people will think. Sure, he didn't have a great showing this year, but I think that next year um, he'll he'll show out pretty well, and I think he'll he'll be all right in the NFL. Yeah, I I think he's gonna he's got a good spot, and I, I like that I like that team. I like that whole. Uh, like what they're what they're doing, I think they're building for something even bigger uh, in the coming years. Like soon, uh, last one here is the Jaguars and Doug Peterson. I don't think Did too do much. it for you. I mean, I think that it's a it's an odd fit. I really thought that they were going to go with Byron Leftwich to bring back the old you know QB of their team many many years ago. Um, he's done a great job for the Bucks. He's looked really good. With I mean, obviously it helps when you have Tom Brady at the helm and the offense that you've had. But even this year, to go out and do what you did after you lost so many guys, I think it would have really helped to bring, even if you're not going to win football games, right, in Jacksonville, I think it's good to get a guy like Byron to bring him in with Trevor Lawrence and say, hey, we're going to do everything we can to develop your game, develop this offense, take it one step at a time, and we, uh, they don't have bad pieces. Like DJ DJ was um, out most of the year this year. Marvin Jones, to me, is really not a bad receiver. I think he's just on the wrong team. You've got James, James Robinson, uh, who obviously went out this year as well. So you have a lot of things that happen to Trevor Lawrence to bring it even more south with Urban Meyer, the whole Urban Meyer thing. So um, Doug Peterson, obviously, was a good coach in Philly. I just think that I don't know if I agree with the fit of going to Jacksonville. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that one. Uh, I think that... I don't know. It doesn't do it for me. I, I, I just, I'm not, I'm not sold on, on Doug Peterson whatsoever. I, I don't, I don't know. It doesn't do it for me. I don't look at Doug Peterson. I'm like, this guy is going to win another Super Bowl. I mean, if you look back on that season, Nick Foles, the Eagles, Carson Wentz was in the mix. I don't know. Fluky man, fluky. They did it. They did it, and good for them. But I don't know if Doug Peterson ever going to sniff another Super Bowl. I guess that's where I'm going with this. I don't know how long it'll be till Jackson Jacksonville sniffs another Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't know about that either. <laughs> um, Raymond, let's go to break. Can I say my my number one hire really quick? Does it have something to do with the Broncos? No. What do you got? Kevin O'Connell going to the Vikings. Is that official? I don't. I don't think they is Kevin O'Connell is with the the Rams now. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure that he's going to go there. He's gonna. Go, I think they want him to go there, but they can't do anything until after the Super Bowl is right. official. It's most likely. It's supposed stone, to happen. But if that happens, that's going to be my number one hire of the offseason. Okay. All right. I like Kevin O'Connell. I, I mean, think that I think him him with that young core of or him building with Jefferson with Thielen, um, I think they need to go get a new quarterback, in my personal opinion, to win Super Bowl. But that offense, obviously with Dalvin Cook and Madison, they have a, a stellar offense. And I think O'Connell's only going to make that even better. I agree. Okay. Uh, I think there's just something to be said about teams that hire success – Teams that hire coaches and, and assistant coaches from successful teams, I think that's just... Anybody who's worked under McVeigh has gone on to be just absolutely stellar at any other place that they've that worked. That and, like, you know, like, one more thing, like what the Giants do. 
right? Giants yeah. grab somebody from the Chiefs, two guys from the Bills, yeah. this and that, right? It's like, you know, Bring success, success. success breeds success. Exactly. So there you go. Um, Ray, when we come back, fellas from Multi Chiropractic are going to hop on the show. Maybe we'll discuss a little Albany Firewolves. They caught a win last night, had a doubleheader this weekend, so we'll discuss a little bit of that. But when we come back, the fellas from Multi Chiropractic, it is any given fun day. Joey Haas, Ray Osterhout, and Kobe Brickner here with you on 104.5 The Team. It's any given fun day, presented by Joey and Ray on 104.5 The Team. Whoa. Uh. I try to be everything that I can But sometimes I come out as being nothing I try to be everything that I can Alright, too slow but too slow of an intro Too slow Not enough for me Not enough, it wasn't it These guys need to be amped up It's not it, it's not it dog It's not it um, But welcome back to Any Given Fun Day Here on 104.5 The Team The free 104.5 The Team app and hopefully if I pressed all the right buttons back here, which I usually do, but I like to make sure that I do, uh, there should be two doctors on the other side. Fellas, are you there? Yep, right here. Beautiful. I did something right for once. That's a, that's a, that's a first. Um, so welcome to the show, guys. Uh, we had the fellas here from Malta Chiropractic. I'm, I'm going to try not to botch these. Dr. Robert Block and Dr. Wackus. Uh, located at 10 Blacksmith Drive in Malta, New York. Fellas, it's great to have you on here. Happy Sunday. I hope you have a nice cup of coffee and you guys are enjoying yourselves. We're ready to start the day. Just to correct you a little bit, Wakas Pervais. There it is. There it is. What what would it be if I didn't if I didn't mispronounce? If you listen, if you listen to any of our shows on Sundays, you know Joey is the king of mispronouncing everybody's name that he possibly can. <laughs> Perfect. Thanks, yeah. Ray. Um, but fellas, uh, you know. We'll get into a little Albany Firewolves conversation. I know that you guys do some work with them, and we'll definitely highlight that. Uh, but, you know, you guys are on a big, bigger stage right now, and you guys have a business that you run up there in Malta, and a lot of people may not be familiar with what you guys do up there. Would you care to explain a little bit what goes on at Malta Chiropractic? Yeah, yeah, I'd be happy to. Um We've been around about five years here. I've been in practice about 30 years. We have another office in Boston Spa, but this is kind of our uh, uh, our big practice. We uh, Typical chiropractic care, but what we focus on, we consider it patient-centered care. We look to find out what the patient's problem is and what their goals are. So they come in and they tell us if they have back pain or neck pain. We want to hit the mark. We want to get a good diagnosis so we can figure out where the problem's coming from. And importantly, find out why that problem is there so we can help them to better manage it, empower them to be in better control. Uh, one of the things that makes us distinct is we, we take a rehab model where our goal is actually to make it so we can help someone feel better and then ultimately make us less necessary um, rather than uh, them becoming dependent upon our care. Um, and one of the ways we do that is that we have a rehab progression. So once we figure out what's going on, we treat them and we help them feel better depending upon what their goals are, we, uh, we have a progression of care, so they may go through a spine stability program, an education program to teach them more about their back. Uh, we do that in a group setting. We have a back safe yoga program. Then we have an occupational therapist who teaches yoga for us. Um, and I do more of the clinical work. This is Dr. Block. Um, and then Dr. Ravais is actually our fitness director. And we can even progress them over to our, uh, our fitness department 
where he does personal training, and we've got a PT student who's a personal trainer who does individualized personal training. All of this is really focused on trying to help them achieve their goals. So if they're an athlete, we take a lot of athletes, and we'll, we'll help them with their back pain. Uh, then we teach them how to manage it, and oftentimes a lot of the, uh, the exercise help with performance, too. Uh, Dr. Reves has had uh, teams that he's worked with uh, in a group setting, and then we, one of our fun toys is we even have virtual reality uh, program. We do everything from virtual reality fitness uh, to movement competence, and then uh, it's been shown to be very helpful with people who have chronic pain. So we'll, we'll use that to, to get a little creative when people have a, a stubborn problem. Ooh, fun toys, fun toys. And if you're just joining us here, we are joined by the guys from Multi Chiropractic here on 104.5 The Team. And guys, I met you, we met you in person, and we got to talking a little bit. Um, I obviously had a problem with my ACL, and you guys just knowledge out the wazoo, right? That's the big thing that I got from you guys, um, good people all around. And I think that the biggest thing for me, after what, all the information that you just threw at us, I'd like to hear some more on that virtual reality thing you got going on over there. I think that's the biggest part um, that really, that's the part that really stood out to me. So I'd like to hear a little bit more about that if you could. It's, it's pretty fascinating. It's really evolving. In fact, uh, we're looking into it, but the FDA just uh, um, approved a virtual reality program for chronic back pain. Um, you, you get into another world. So people who have a certain way of moving, you see your environment. Well, when you get into the virtual reality world, you can be floating in space. You can be playing a game. That's one of the neat things about it, too. Um, there's something called gamification. You gamify. So when you're doing your work, rather than just looking straight ahead and doing reps or certain movements, you're just reacting to your environment, and, and we can make it very varied. So it's, it's fun, which is one of the really great things. It also takes your, your head out of it a little bit. So rather than thinking about your pain and what it hurts you when you're looking at the wall or the floor, again, you could be in space or dodging a ball. Um, we also have trained athletes. We had a program that uh, um, worked with this company called Rezel that did soccer training. Um, and we still have a loose association with them, but, but we do some other athletic uh, types of training there and maybe bring Rezel back. But it's a fascinating way because you can get a lot of repetitions in uh, without having to leave uh, our office where otherwise you'd have to be there with the ball and have someone help you. And, and the data we gather also, it can gather so much data about how you move um, so it's just tons of fun. People love it. Um, and from a fitness perspective, uh, the University of California, Santa Barbara, has actually worked up a lot of these uh, these games and gives us metrics on, on how much energy someone's expending, uh, expending. So we actually know that fitness in the virtual reality world, we get we get data back. Um, and people like it so much more than, than jumping on a treadmill. So it's a great transition um, from our fitness program into the virtual reality fitness. I got to get up there and hit that sometime, man. That thing, that thing just sounds like a good time. When I stopped up there and saw you guys, uh, you know, a couple months ago, I was like, I, I was, I was drooling at the fact of maybe, maybe hopping on a little VR and getting right. Um, but fellas, you guys are the official doctors of the Albany Firewolves, and Albany Firewolves just had a huge weekend. Uh, we'll, we'll discuss a little bit of the game, but I more want to get into what is the role that you guys play uh, with the Albany Firewolves as far as being the official doctors. I think as being the official chiropractor for the Albany Firewolves uh, is a great uh, way for us to be able to treat high-level athletes. Our biggest thing that we do with the Firewolves is making sure that they are at 100% to be able to play the game, right? These guys are high-level athletes, and they need to perform at a high level. They get paid um, all this uh, finances to make sure that they compete, and we try to help them as best as we can with all the aches and pains. And we're part of a big team, right? Uh, 
George Matt, um, George is uh, really good on picking really amazing people uh, to be on his team, whether it's on the uh, staff, um, players, and the medical staff. So we're being part of it is really crucial for us to help those guys out. I'm going to let Dr. B take over a little bit more on that part of it. Oh, it's just fun. Those guys, you know, they're getting beat up. It's a physical game. Uh, you, know, you watch the games and hopefully, you know, people come out as a ball. Um, but these guys are putting it out there, and they're really getting beaten up on. And uh, so we, we try to keep them going through the season. So it's a little different than we might with someone who's an athlete where you're trying to uh, have an injury recovery, although we'll work with that during the season. And they've got a great staff. Uh, Kevin, the, uh, the athletic trainer, is great, and we can converse with him and, and uh, see what he's doing with a certain uh, athlete. Yeah, we're with New York there. They've got primary docs there, massage therapists. So you know, we're happy to be part of uh, part of that team to keep these guys going and performing through the season and uh, helping with their aches and pains. And we are joined here by two great doctors from Malta Chiropractic here on 104.5 The Team. And guys, one thing that I want to highlight about Malta Chiropractic, and in particular you two, uh, is you guys want to be a part of this community. And I think that's something that... Uh, isn't, you know, not everybody can say and not everybody shows. And you guys go out there um, really every week in some way, shape, or form, regardless of what it is, the Firewolf, something else, whatever it may be, interacting on social medias. And you guys want to be a part of this community. Um, what is it about, you know, just being around here and, uh, you know, that just kind of tickles your fancy, gives you that, um, I, I don't know, I just, what is it, what's so important about the community to you guys uh, that you, you're always trying to impact it? I think it comes back to our big vision, right? We are, um, we kind of aspire to be this conservative spine care center to our community and its neighbors, right? We want to help as many people as we can, educate them as best as we can, and we have a team ourselves that backs up um, if we have any things that we have to co-manage. So we want to help them in all these aspects of health, fitness, uh the whole, you know, one-stop shop is what we're looking for uh, to make sure that we can be patient-centered. It's not always what I think they need. I think it, the patient kind of lets you know, like, hey, this is not feeling good. How do we get them feeling better or moving better for what they need? Um, so that's at least my thought on it. Dr. B, you want to shine some light? Yeah, so actually, uh, you know, you talk about the community, and, and we both love the community. Uh, Dr. Rubey, since I think he's 16, has been in the fire company, and uh, we've worked with the fire company. Um, from a fitness perspective, uh, also hitting some of the metrics they need to continue. Uh, we've worked with some of the athletic teams, and uh, we're both parts of the community. I've been with Rotary for many years. Uh, I just love it up here. So any way we can help, either um, uh, in the office and in, in providing good care uh, for, the, for the community or participating, we just love it here, so we, uh, we really enjoy being part of it. Yeah, I could definitely see that, and it's something that's uh, definitely worth highlighting. Um, as far as if I were somebody, right, listening to this radio station right now, and I'm listening to this conversation, and I say, hey, you know what, maybe I want to go up to multi-chiropractic. What are my options, guys, as far as uh, spending money up there? Uh, how's What's the deal with insurance? And, uh, you know, what can I expect uh, if I wanted to purchase, like, packages and stuff along those lines? Sure. For chiropractic specifically, you can just give our – office a call we're right off of exit 12 uh we're about half mile off right uh exit 12 on 87 and just give us a call on phone number is 518-289-5229 and we take most major insurances 
And um, you can always call your insurance company and ask, do you have chiropractic benefits? And you can give us a call, and we can finalize that, uh, you know, answer for you. And um, as far as packages, personal training packages we have, we have virtual reality packages. And like Dr. Block spoke earlier, we have different avenues for you to come in here. You don't have to come in just for chiropractic. We'd love to see you in health, but we also can see you in fitness. So you can come in and just be involved in our clinic through personal training. You can come in and join the yoga program. You can come in and join the virtual reality room. You can come in to chiropractic. You can come in to the spine care. Uh, so we have all these avenues that allow you to better your health and movement and fitness without feeling like you have to go through only one channel to come in here. Anything you want to add, Dr. B? Um, now that you touched on it, uh, I guess the population that we hadn't talked about is, sadly, a lot of people get injured at work. Uh, we're in auto accidents, and, uh, and those are covered um, through New York State as a law through the insurance companies. So uh, we, we deal with a lot of people who've had traumatic injuries, so we're happy to help that population of people as well. So um, basically calling the office, and, uh, and, and if insurance doesn't cover it, Unfortunately, co-pays sometimes are a little bit high anyway. We try to keep our rates reasonable that people can come in and still seek care even if they don't have the coverage. Yeah, and I guess my last question to you guys is um, sometimes uh, a name like chiropractic is a little misleading. Um, just emphasize one more time for me and the listeners who you guys accept. It's not just an older population or like somebody that got injured, but really anybody, right? Anyone with need, really. Again, uh the term patient-centered is thrown around, but it basically means we work for you. So if someone has a, a problem that we can help them with uh, and we're the right people to help them, uh, then we want to work with them. Uh, also, sometimes we triage. We may see someone who comes in with a, something that we better serve through uh, an orthopedic colleague or pain management. We've got some great resources, people we trust that we would refer them to. So anyone who has a problem that they feel that, that they want looked at, we'd be happy to see if we can be the best individuals and the best uh, 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 facility to, to help them out with it. So yeah, it's not just old people, it's not just injuries, not just athletes. Anyone we can help, we're happy to. And 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 uh, we work with a lot of particularly spine, neck, back type complaints. Absolutely, fellas. Well, thank you for coming on. Uh, we are talking once again with the fellas from Malta Chiropractic. It's at Malta Chiropractic on Instagram. Check them out. The official doctors of the Albany Firewolves. Dr. Block and Dr. Pervais, right? Pervais. 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 Yeah. What? See, see, Ray? I'm 0 for <laughs> 2. Yeah, look, they're, now they're getting mad at me. All right, now it's really time to go. Fellas, I appreciate you guys coming on, taking some time out of your Sunday morning. Hopefully you can enjoy the other hour of the show, drink some coffee, talk about what we just talked about, and hopefully we got some more people coming your way. We appreciate that, Joey. Thanks, right, guys. All right, there they go. That was that was good, right? Yeah, that was that was fun. I felt like I was part of the interview. I felt like I was a, a guy in the audience. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just like sitting there, just my legs crossed, and they have a lot to say. They do. They have a lot to say. Hey, why not promote their business? Um, they're really good dudes. I only got to meet them once. I think that's why you led the the convo more. You've been right yeah, dealing no, with them a little no, bit more. Guys, you know a little bit more about them. But um, from the one one thing I got with them is you know they're very easy guys to talk to, really easy guys to work with, and I think a lot of people can benefit from you know. Going up there, if it's not out of your way, 100%. I got, guys some, a shot. I got some beef with Dr. P. Oh, I'm boy. Gonna I'm going to take up with him at More some More than point. just his last, mispronouncing his last name? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to get after him a little bit. 
But uh, no, it was good to have those guys on, the official doctor, doctors, chiropractors of the Albany Firewolves. Um, Raymond, when we come back, uh, there's been some controversy, I would say, going on in Brooklyn as far as the Nets go. Um, some players saying they want to leave, some saying they want to go, some not playing. Some It's, it's, a, it's a very interesting uh, carousel going on there in Brooklyn. Let's break that down. Let's discuss that when we come back. It's any given fun day. It's Joey Haas, Ray Ostrout, and Kobe Brickner here with you on 104.5 The Team. Station. It's any given fun day presented by Joey and Ray on 104.5 The Team. That's what I was waiting for right there. That's good. It's hour number two. It's hour number two here on 104.5 The Team. It is any given fun day. And doing doing the math, actually, we're the only sports show, really, in the Capital Region on the weekends. We're so cool. Like, come on. Come on, Miley. Say it. Not in my head like yeah. Oh, please don't, Ray. We're gonna break that chair. You move you move your hips like yeah, dude, and this place is going down. It's going down. The walls are gonna cave in. Yeah, it's gonna get ugly and it's gonna get ugly <laughs> fast, kids. So, you know, parents make sure you're you know. the market PG thirteen. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> um so I discussed before break that there was some drama going on in Brooklyn. And this one is just a very funny story going on uh, between, really, I, I think it's between two guys, and it's between Kevin Durant and James Harden. Uh, Kevin Durant obviously sidelined with an injury right now um, with no apparent return to injury or, you know, timetable for his injury. Um, and James Harden playing healthy right now, and he just can't get it done, right? It's just not happening as far as wins in the Brooklyn Nets and they're on a really bad losing streak and they just can't figure it out. Um, with that being said though, you know, we're at this point now where Harden's starting to get you know, frustrated and as you should, as you should, right? You, you signed up to come, you, you agreed to come to this team and wanted to come to this team because you thought Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant were going to play. Obviously injuries are inevitable and that's why Kevin Durant gets a free pass. Kyrie Irving, he said, it's not really a problem. Harden said, he said, yeah, it's not the biggest problem having Kyrie play on a part-time basis. Imagine being a part-time NBA player. But um, moral of the story is is Harden came out yesterday morning and said, I kind of want out. I'm open to a trade. Uh, I'm getting sick of this whole Brooklyn shindig uh, with no Kevin Durant, a part-time Kyrie Irving. Joe Harris has been injured the whole season. You know, maybe there's other underlying things as well. But, you know, Kevin Durant comes out and says, hey, I want you to stay, right? And I'm like, hey, dude, that's fair. I, I, I don't, I don't blame you. I, I would probably want to stay too, right? If I, if I was Kevin Durant, I would want Harden to stay. So then Harden kind of just goes back on what he said and says, "Okay, you're right, Kevin. I'll stay." That's it. It's all it took. That's it. I just feel like he, excuse me, he doesn't know what to think, and I can kind of see where he comes from. But also, this team is just full of drama. I feel like every single week it's something different with either. Uh, Kyrie or James Harden. And if I was Kevin Durant, I get I get it, right? 
James Harden, Kyrie Irving, two of the better players in the NBA overall. You need at least one of them to win a championship, in my opinion, if not both at the same time, because that was what this team was meant to do when you brought over these guys and you brought a super team to Brooklyn. This is the first really good team that Brooklyn or even back to New Jersey that they've had since you could really argue Richard Jefferson, Vince Carter, Jason Kidd, Kenny Martin, that team. Ray Ostra was on that team. Senior. They came back. Yeah. Senior. 100%. Ray Ostra Senior was on that team. Well, actually I remember junior. he came out. Oh, oh yeah. Junior. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Ray Ostra at the third. You are? No. I have different. We have the same initials. I have a different oh, okay. middle name. Cool. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. All yeah, right. Yeah. I never knew that. I just always kind of put it one, two together. I'm a junior. Are you? That, yeah, I am. I actually, my, my, I father, even, my father is Joe Haas. I honestly had no idea. Yeah. Um, Look at us. Yeah. Learn something new about each other every single day. Cheers to us. <laughs> um, back to the Nets. Yeah, back to the Nets. <laughs> you know, I, I just think, right, there's drama all the time. But I think if you're James Harden, you, buddy, should not. The only place you should really say you want to go is, is Philadelphia. And I only say that. Because I do know that James Harden with a good big man, you saw what he was able to do with Clint Capella early in his career, right? Young Clint Capella was flying around like, you know, like he was a Harlem Globetrotter. He was Dwight Howard in his prime. Literally, yeah. So imagine pairing up Joel Embiid and James Harden. And I get James Harden isn't the James Harden of the past. I get that. I think that's a very true statement. And I 100% agree. I mean, he's still averaging 28, 10, uh, 22. 10 and 8. Yes. So, yeah, I no, mean. 100%. <laughs> I think, he, but like, as opposed to what he was doing a couple years ago. Where he was dropping 30 every single game. He was the main scorer. Dropping 30 every game and, and very reliable, consistent, this and that, no drama. It's He's a different guy now. He's a different guy. That's why he went to the Nets is because he was going to get help. You have a guy in KD who doesn't seem like he's slowing down anytime soon. It's just a matter of, is he going to be on the floor? And now you have a thing with Kyrie where he's only on the floor for road games. So, if KD's out, you're playing at home, it's basically hardened against the world. And that was his whole reason of leaving the Rockets in the first place was because he felt like he didn't get enough help. And then you have a guy in Joe Harris go down. Then you go and look at your other options, like you said. I mean, to be honest with you, Joe, I mean, I don't know if it really fits in Cleveland, but or if you would really want a guy like Harden in Cleveland. No, no. But with the roster, that would be a lot of help to him. And I think that's all he's really looking for is for for a team that's going to help him. You look at what what the 76ers have to offer and be 29 points per game. Um, Tobias Harris, 18.8 points If you have a, a duo like that, Ray, that that is a top three duo automatically, I think, if if Harden goes to that team. You could even say trio. I would say with Tobias Harris. I mean, this team But I think has, they want to ship him off, too. Oh, I mean, they would probably have to get rid of him and Simmons, most likely, it's gonna or something have, along those lines. I, I, don't know if they, I don't know if they would do that, but I think that... But I don't think you get. I don't think you get rid of Curry, Maxi. No, no, no. Maxi's off the. Maxi's off the table. Yeah. He's not getting. He's not getting. He's been shipped. playing really, really good this year too. I think. I think if you're if you're James Harden, the only team that I would even look at going to is a team with an elite big man that doesn't already have you know like that guard, right? And I think that team is the 76ers. Harden is lethal in a pick and roll. He's great with big men. He's great at passing. And you know if you can take a load off of Joel Embiid. To be honest with you, another another you team. I, the other team I would think, honestly, that could work for him. I know it's out there, and he 100% wouldn't want to go there because it's not a big market team. The Denver Nuggets. No, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Ah. Carl Anthony Towns is an all-star this year. Anthony Edwards is an upcoming rising star. Angela Russell's playing pretty good this season. That team, in my opinion, is very underrated, and I think that if you brought a star in like James Harden, it would really help them out and 
move maybe have because Harden is able to play at one and play a point guard. And you've seen that this year with him averaging eight assists. Sure, he can make some dumb decisions or go and play one on one ball every now and then. But like you just said, Cat can extend the floor. He's one of the best, uh, in my opinion, he's one of the best three point shooting big mans in a very long time. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. I think he's a very talented and uh, unorthodox, um, you know, big man as far as that goes. Yeah, he's a guy who to me resembles a guy like what Joel Embiid does. Yeah. No, I, I, I maybe a little bit less on agree. the defensive side of the ball. I would agree with that. <laughs> um, but that that's my take on this whole situation. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of things to unravel as far as the Brooklyn Nets go. But if you're James Harden, and if I'm James Harden rather, and I have the option to say to go to my front office and say, "Hey, I want to get moved. I prefer to go to the 76ers, or I'm going to stay there." That's it. That's it for me. I want to go play with Joel and beat in Philadelphia. There's been ties to me to Philadelphia for a few years now. Um, or I'm going to stay here. I'm going to try and, you know, ride the road out of Kevin Durant being injured, Kyrie Irving being a part-time player. Hopefully we get to the, once we get to the playoffs, that stuff's all out the window and we can figure that out when the time comes, but I'm committed to Brooklyn or I'm committed to Philadelphia. Those are the only two options for me. Um, Ray, anything else? The only other thing I'll say is I think he's just tired of not knowing what he's going to go out and play with every single night. And this team being sixth in the East it's not what you thought you would see, but I think that if they can get all three of these guys on the same page, it's going to be brutal when it comes to playoff time. It's just a matter brutal. of, are we going to see all three of them on the court for enough time for them to play well together? I 150% agree, uh, and I hope they do, just because I may have a small bet uh, with Rivers <laughs> Sportsbook on the uh, Brooklyn Nets to win a championship. So, with all that being said... Uh, let's kind of turn the ship. Uh, we're going to go baseball in the next segment. Whoa. Uh, the New York Yankees announced yesterday publicly that they were interested in a certain player, a player that, that I think fans would really like. So I'm excited to talk about that and we'll split the segment in half. Second half of the segment, there's a capital region player in the NBA as well that may be on the move. So we'll discuss that as well. It is any given fun day. It's Joey Haas. It's Ray Ostrout. Kobe Brickner here with you on 104.5 The Team. It's any given fun day presented by Joey and Ray on 104.5 The Team. Montego, baby, why don't we go? Ray, have you ever heard of that place? There's Which a one? place called Kokomo. <laughs> Welcome back. Places. What? I've heard of a lot of places. I don't know yeah. about that one though. Um, what a song, man. We'll leave it. We'll leave it rowing for a second in the back there. Um, welcome back. It's any given fun day. Joey Haas, Ray Ostrout, Kobe Brickner here with you on 104.5 The Team. And of course, the free 104.5 The Team app. Check us out on our social media pages at Given Fun Day. And we always have stuff up. It's a beautiful thing. This, here's, here's the here's the chorus. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. But uh, point of the conversation is, is the New York Yankees publicly came out yesterday and said, hey, once this lockout is done, there's a guy that we want to go after. And it may not be uh, somebody who the Yankees think they can land. Maybe it is. Maybe they think that they have this in the bag. 
The name is Freddie Freeman, World Series champion Freddie Freeman of the Atlanta Braves. He is a free agent. Yankees want to pursue him. Ray, I'm going to read you a couple of his stats, and you tell me how he would fit in this New York Yankees roster, okay? He is averaging, on his career, a 295 batting average. Um, and we'll just, And you know how he is with his glove. Great glove. So you do the math. How would he fit with the Yankees? A lefty bat is another thing that they need. On the that they I mean, that they've struggled with over the past couple of years. They've been a really righty-heavy lineup. Freddie Freeman fits that bill absolutely perfectly. Uh, he's a team guy. He's a guy of the people. Um, kind of like yourself. Talk- he, <laughs> I appreciate that, man. So are you. So, guy of the people. Got a man of the people. How about man, that? Ooh. How about boy, that? Amongst, boy amongst men. Yes. Men amongst man, boys. <laughs> That's what you were looking for there. Or was it? Uh, who knows? <laughs> uh, Freddie Freeman fits into this perfectly. This Yankees team would be even scarier with John Carlos Stanton. Um, who, who knows what Glaber Torres is going to bring back for for the team? But um, Aaron Judge, obviously, who knows what Gary Sanchez is going to bring back? So another sure thing to have would be able to bring in a lefty. I think even if you don't bring in Freddie Freeman and you have your backup plan, you still have Olson on the, is still on the table. Um, Anthony Rizzo is still on the table. I think any of these three guys, obviously, out of the three, you want to go with a guy who just went out and won, won a World Series with his team that he said he did want to spend the rest of his career with. But it, it is free agency. Anything can happen. So, to me, I think this is a huge win for the Yankees overall if they go out and get him. I think, to me, there's no flaws in it. Yeah. And I, no, I don't no. see where, where they could go wrong with the signing. I think Freddie Freeman... It's a guy anybody him. would want on, on their team. Anybody would want on their team. And, like, listen, Fred, it's. I think it's almost inevitable, Ray, that any guy that comes to the Yankees is going to take a step back. Mm-hmm. So even if you give me Freddie Freeman, uh, 32, 33-year-old Freddie Freeman, and he bats 270 with 25 home runs and 85 RBIs and plays a solid first base for you 130 games that next year, I am, I'm happy. I'm happy. 100%. You know? That's all. That's all we need. That's, we have good hitters. We don't need you to bat four hundred. Save that for save that for your thirty fourth year. Or, you know, whatever. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't care. You still got a guy. Okay. Yeah, you still got a guy in Aaron Judge. Like I said, this lineup is still scary, regardless of you know the season that they had last year. I think the more the bigger concern with me is going to be their pitching and their health, which is what seems to be the case over the past couple seasons. Um. And when they get to the playoffs, can they can they stand out and perform and come clutch in, in big moments? I think that's the biggest thing right now is overall for the Yankees. I don't know if it's really about one guy signing for the team because, as we all know, baseball is a top-to-bottom sport, right? It's not going to be – sure, you can you can want Freddie Freeman to come in. He, he now has that championship experience. He has that veteran leadership that every guy is going to sit there in the locker room and, and take advice from, take notes from. And he's going to be able to help out the team, I think, overall, with especially when guys are in slumps and and just more beyond just the baseball aspect of it, right? I just think that there's a lot more holes in this New York Yankees lineup. And I don't know if you want to go out and get just one guy or if you want to disperse it, get some decent players all around and make your team try and build around Aaron Judge. It's a, it's a hard thing to decide between. Yeah, I agree. Um, so real quick, Ray. I put up a post on our social media, I think it was last week, yeah, about, you know, scenarios, the three most likely scenarios that the Yankees are going to uh, go down, right? It's going to be sign one of the big shortstops, Correa or Trevor Story. 
There's going to be sign Freddie Freeman or trade for Oakland's Matt Olson, or three, which we probably expect would be spread money around in multiple areas, multiple areas deep in the roster. Right, that's a typical Yankees move nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, so, with that being said, what do you think? And this is the last question, then we'll move on. But what do you think is the, is the most likely scenario for the Yankees realistically? To be honest with you, I think they're going to go out and spend money. I don't think they're going to go out and try and dilly-dally around the fact that they have a bunch of holes to fill. I think they're going to go try and bring the best roster that they possibly think 1-9, to not really care about. I mean, they still have some good prospects that they can add, but I don't really think that they're focused on pitching. I think they're worried about bringing big names to New York and making sure that people still know that when the New York Yankees are on the free agent market, anybody that they want, they can go out and get. I think even though the fact that they haven't won a championship since 09, they they still want to be known as the prevalent team in the MLB and make sure that people still know that um, whether or not they think they have a chance at free agents, they're going to still be able to snatch them up as as best they can. Stewart's coffee is really good. (laughs) Ooh. Um, All right. So I do, I I would agree with that. I, I think that, I think we're going to be pleasantly surprised. I think as a Yankees fan, you expect, what are you looking at? Guy can't keep it together. Um, As a Yankees fan, I don't think, you know, I think that we all think as Yankees fans, we're going to go out there and botch it again, right? I'm going to say, I'm going to be Mr. Positive, right? I'm going to inject the positivity in everybody. I'm going to go out and say that the Yankees spend some money and make a trade. How about that? Not only one, but two. Two. Um, But that's where I'm going to go with the Yankees. Obviously, as the season gets closer, as the lockout, there it goes again. As the lockout ends, was that? that was the microphone falling off its thing once again. <laughs> yep. I was just lucky I was You're moving it, it too much, dude. I'm really not. Really not. Um, okay, I'll just hold it. Uh, basically, you see this? This is the mic on the go. This is good stuff. Um, moving over to basketball real quick, and we'll drag this in maybe to the next conversation as well. Uh, there's a player, Ray, from the Capital Region, you can name him if you'd like, that looks like he may be on the move before the, the trade deadline is, is, is upon us in a couple of days in the NBA. Our boy Kevin Herter. Our boy Kevin Herter. Do you know where he's going? I uh, believe he's linked to the Pelicans. The New Orleans Pelicans Which with is, Zion uh, Williamson. I think the now, only, only positive there, like you just said, is Zion and some gumbo. It's about ooh, the only two positive things I can think ooh, of. Ooh, gumbo and oh uh, Mardi Gras. Ooh. So I got three. I got oh three. Oh my god! Of Andrew Breeze's uh, leftover hair on the top of his head—it's probably there somewhere too. Uh, anything else good in New Orleans? I've never been, so I can't really speak for it. I don't want to go. I honestly have never been. To New Mardi Orleans. Gras. I—that's what I said. All right. Um, here's now. Now here's the only hypothetical that I'll say, just because it's very—it's—it's it's very much speculation right now about uh, Kevin Herter being traded to the Pelicans. Obviously the. Uh, Atlanta Hawks are just testing the water, seeing what they can get for a guy like him. A uh, good 3 and D guy, young, uh, on a good contract still. So a lot of things going for him. But, right, what if, if, if we're talking hypotheticals here and we're on ESPN Radio in New York, right? That means we have to link it back to New York somehow. So what if I told you that they make a trade for Kevin, Kevin Herter, right? The Pelicans do. And then maybe, just maybe in the offseason, they say, hey, things just still aren't working. We have a lot of young talent, but it's just not, it's not molding. So what if we what if we do this? What if we put Kevin Herter and Zion Williamson in a nice trade package and ship them over to New York? 
How, can you get behind a Cam Reddish, Zion Williamson, Kevin Herter, R.J. Barrett roster? I would I would be a down with that. I would 100% in New York, be down with that. In New York, in Madison Square Garden, can you get behind that? I 100%, think I can get behind that. 100%. I think that those guys would really be able to show out. Um, I don't really think it seems like it's really working. Obviously, you haven't had Zion as much as you wanted to in New Orleans, but I don't think New Orleans is the best place for Kevin. I think he's in a great spot with where he is right now in Atlanta. He's getting a good amount of minutes. I think that New Orleans is more young-based, and they're still kind of trying to work on who they are. So I think he's going to have to try and prove himself in a different team. I think, like you said, you go to a team like New York Knicks, they want to get young, fresh blood in there, and they want to give the fans something to be excited about. And what better way to do that than to bring a guy from Albany, New York, down to the big city with these guys that you were talking about, with Zion, with Reddish, with R.J. Barrett. I think that would be a a great four. Um, Maybe they could even run some small ball with – with Robinson in there at the five. And then and then just to pitch it to you before break here, and then to just add it all together, right? To just make the big picture, right? That means that means technically speaking, Kevin Herter plays the two. RJ Barrett plays the three or the four, whatever, right? You got Zion in there somewhere. You're Probably missing you're missing a point guard, right? Mm-hmm. What if I told you that in an alternate world, right? Are you gonna bring in Chris the Matrix, Paul into this? No, in the Matrix. We bring in the coveted free agent, Joe Girard III, as the point guard <laughs> from Syracuse. And you run a you, and you are, run a roster. You, you run a reaching. roster of Joe Girard at the one, Kevin Herter at the two, Cam Reddish at the three, RJ at the four, and a small Zion Williamson bully at the five. And is, you rule the and you rule lineup. the NBA. That is a small and you lineup. rule the NBA. Can you get behind that? I'll get behind it. That's, is it. It That's a, all I need. Is, is it a reach and a half? 135%. Absolutely not. Would I love to see it? Yes. Okay. Well, that's all that matters. If I, I would love to see it as well. I, I think that is... Uh, We're going to have to do some prayers after this um, After this uh, bit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I already was. Sorry. That's why I didn't pay attention <laughs> for a second. I was actually praying. Um, Ray, when we come back, I know we've, we've touched on it a few times here, uh, but... The NBA trade deadline is around the corner, and there's a lot of great players across the league that look to be on the move, um, and they have some destinations that they may want to go to or they're linked to. So let's play a game of love it or hate it when we get back. NBA trade deadline edition, because when we come back next week, there's going to be players on new teams, right? So let's kind of sort through that, figure out where free agents might go, where we want them to go, and uh, let's discuss that. It's any given fun day. It's Joey Haas, Ray Ostrout, and Kobe Breckner here with you on 104.5 The Team. It's any given fun day presented by Joey and Ray on 104.5 The Team. Yes, sir. Two segments left. Two segments left here on a Sunday fun day, may I say, on 104.5 The Team, the free 104.5 The Team. That's any given fun day, by the way. If you're wondering, that's the name of the show, any given fun day. Roll off of a legendary football movie, may I say, any given Sunday. But we like to put the uh, F in things, right? Call it yes. fun day. You like that? I like that. Cool. Glad you like that. That's why I'm here. Uh, welcome back. And so 
we have a few days left, and so the NBA, the coveted NBA trade deadline, right? Always good stuff that happens at the trade deadline. Something gets shaken up. The NBA takes a, a turn, right? And the season moves in a completely different direction for a couple teams. And, uh, you know, I think that there's a few players out there uh, in the, in, that come off right off the top of my head that are guys that could make an impact or could be a star on another team, could be that building block that they're missing. So I'll start off with those guys. And, you know, let's see where we think they may end up. Stuff like that, okay? So there's a team that's going to be selling, I, I hope, my God, I hope, <laughs> that's going to be selling a lot on the trade deadline. That's the Indiana Pacers, right? They have a guy in DeMontis Sabonis. They have Karis LeVert, Miles Turner. Those are the three hot names when it comes to selling, uh, Especially, there's been some great play from young big men for the Indiana Pacers uh, as of late. Uh, One of the most well-kept secrets in the NBA, if you haven't seen him yet, Terry Taylor, I think his name is. Right, Cope? Terry Taylor? Yeah. And uh, he's just been playing absolutely phenomenal for the Pacers. Uh, Isaiah Jackson, Chris Duarte, guys like that. But this isn't a Pacers show, Joey. There you go. Um, Miles Turner, Sabonis, and Karis LeVert. Let's start with DeMontis Sabonis. 19.5 points a game, 12 rebounds, 5 assists. Uh, You know, plays a a different style of basketball than your um, traditional big man nowadays. He's more uh, bully paint and, you know, just bowling around dudes. And he has a a good amount of suitors, right? Um, Do you you have a team that sticks out that maybe would fit Sabonis the best? To be honest with you, realistically, I think that to me... Memphis makes the most sense. Okay. I like him with Jaw. I think Jaw has just been, you know, lighting everything up right now. I think he could use another guy who's a big man that can kind of get in the paint, but also be able to step out and shoot. Just give him more of an option, be able to spread the floor more so that Jaw can, you know, roam the paint as much as he wants to and not have to worry about a big man getting in his way any more than that. So I think either probably a team like the Grizzlies he would be suitable for. Or even a team like the Mavericks, man. I don't know how I still feel about, you know, Porzingis. I think, I think that was going to be mine. Like, honestly, I don't know how I feel about Porzingis. Um, he's not having a bad season by any stretch of the imagination. It's he's just, just not good. It, it's just more of his health and what their chemistry is with Luka. We want to keep Brunson. We want to keep Dorian Finney-Smith. We want to keep all these guys in free agency. But I just don't know if this is the recipe. And I think it might be a time to to just switch things up and maybe give Luka a different, uh, a different look. I... 150% agree. Uh, I think I could definitely see a guy like Sabonis uh, making his way over to a Dallas team and maybe in return the Pacers get a couple first-round picks. Um, you know, it, he's, a, he's a very valuable player, Sabonis yeah. is. Um, and he's on a great contract, and that's something that uh, if you're the Indiana Pacers or an M- another NBA team, if you're the Pacers, it's a good thing because they're very tradable contracts, right? These guys aren't getting paid crazy money. They're getting paid around $15 million a year and they're progressing into these better players as their contract kind of goes on. So I could see the team, a team like the Mavericks who are lacking a, a real second star going after a guy like Sabonis. And I think they would fit very well. Uh, pick and roll is one of his best things. And I feel like Luca could play a very good pick and roll. Um, I could see that. I could also see the other big man for the Pacers, Miles Turner being on the move to a guy like the Ma- or to a team like the Mavericks as well. Right. That kind of pick and pop roll back, hit a three, spread the floor, keep Porzingis out there, and you have two big guys who are capable of getting rebounds as well that can also whap threes, right? 
Both being, good able, fits. being able to extend the floor, giving Luca more options to pass the ball. Look, I, I like our athleticism on our team, but we need more scoring. That is probably the biggest thing with the Dallas Mavericks is we just need to score the basketball more. We're set on athleticism, getting out in transition. Um, Luca being able to create shots one on one. Porzingis being the guy who gets all the boards. Brunson and Dorian Finney-Smith doing an outstanding job on the defensive end this year. Um, Brunson has really came into his own after last year and has been really exciting. Another guy or another team that I will say, though, Joey, that I think would truly benefit from Miles Turner's presence would be the Boston Celtics. Oh, 100%. The Boston Celtics a big man. need a big man so desperately, and if they don't go out and get somebody at this trade deadline, it's just an L for them. Uh, like, I don't know what they're doing. You have two guys that everybody thought was going to be the bright future, and you guys are going to be contending for a title, you know, here, pretty much every year, or at least be, you know, a good team. No, you a should, solid you team in the NBA. contending for the title every year. And yes. it's a huge hole in your defense right now, and in your team in general, is the middle of the paint. Now, let me ask you this, Ray. Hypothetically speaking, if the Pacers and the Boston Celtics come up on a deal surrounding a guy like Miles Turner, Jalen Brown has to be put in that conversation. He I don't has know if to they be. do it. There's no way that the that the Celtics can acquire Miles Turner without putting in a guy like Jalen Brown or an ample amount of picks. An ample amount of picks. I think is what that would be the way they wouldn't get rid of Brown. I don't think they would do it. They would get rid of maybe like Marcus Smart or Dennis Schroeder. But those guys aren't worthless really in the in the grand scheme of of trade bait. Hundred percent, right. but I don't think that Miles Turner is that much of a trade asset that you're going to be able to get unless you know, give man. unless you give like five first round picks. NBA shop Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown is on his way to becoming a star. That's what. But how? But how derailed is that going to be? Because he's playing behind a guy like Tatum. I don't think it's going to be derailed at all. We've seen multiple guys. I mean, but are they winning? Right. I'm just playing devil's advocate with you. Right? I know you are. They're both playing. They are winning. They're, they're 25 and they're 29 and 25 this year. They're positive and they're they stink. winning in the Eastern Conference. They stink. If they can get to a, I think that even if with Dennis Schroeder and Marcus Smart, I think that if they add a big man, this team goes from a from a C tier to a B plus. Okay, in my opinion, nice. especially with the add with the addition, if you are able to keep one of the two in Dennis Schroeder and Marcus Smart, keep Jalen Brown, keep Jason Tatum, and bring in Miles Turner. Sure, you might have less off the bench or whatever the case may be, but this is a team that needs a defensive man or a defensive big man in the middle of their paint that's able to step out and do what the Celtics haven't had since Kevin Garnett. Yeah. No, I, hey, dude, I got you. Um, De'Aaron Fox, another big name that has been... I think they said that they weren't going to... I just saw something that said that they weren't going to get rid of him. I, I think they I might. I kind of want to see it just because I want to see a guy like that be able to, to thrive you know, for for a team that is contending because he's just an absolute ball to watch. So you you would I don't think he goes to a contender regardless. I think he goes to another rebuilding team, but I think it's more of like a swap of of players. I I mean one that's like, been one the... that's been said a ton is like a Sabonis and, and Fox center deal, right? And you know, saying okay, the big man obviously isn't working in Indiana. Maybe it'll work. It maybe it'll work better because it, it, it's really a, a necessity thing for both teams, right? The Sacramento Kings have these great guards. Tyrese Halliburton, one of them. Uh, they still have Buddy Heald, who plays well. Like They have good players. And they have a, a plethora of guards. The Indiana Pacers have a plethora of big men. right? So wouldn't it make sense to do some type of swap centered for those guys and you know work out whatever picks you want to send? But you know put some bonus with the, with the young guards and put Fox with the young big men. You like that? I love it. 
I, I don't mind it. I think that there's just a better fit. I think that with, with Denver right now, without having without having Murray, they are lacking a guard. Oh, yeah, I agree. And I they agree. like Jokic, I think, just needs a little bit more help. Like Gordon has been been producing pretty well this year, but if they're gonna want to think about winning and going deep into the playoffs this season, they need a guy like Darren Fox or need to go get a guy like CJ McCollum, in my opinion, for this year. I think that I think that's not out of the realm of possibility as well. Exactly. They've talked about thing. they've talked about McCollum being on the on the block as well, just with the Trailblazers and then maybe starting to look a different direction. So I think that's another guy too that could obviously fit into that system. The Nuggets just have so many big men. And not having Jamal Murray. I mean, basically, Will Barton is your only guard right now. And he's technically a small forward. Compazzo. Compazzo, yeah. He's pretty good. He's not bad. He's, he's pretty good, right? He's pretty good. Compazzo's good. Compazzo is really good. Um, I will... The, the last guy that I think has been brought up in conversation is Julius Randle. Is he really going to get traded? Uh, is it time for... It, are the Knicks going to move on from him? Or, realistically speaking, is his trade stock too low right now to... Get what you think you can get for him, right? This is a guy that was an all-star last year, and now he, he didn't make the all-star game this year, clearly. Mm-hmm. Is his is his trade stock too low for the Knicks to say, all right, we're selling you? Are we? Do they think they're not going to get enough in return for him? I mean, the guy's still averaging 18 and 10. You would think that— But he's not the star that he was supposed to be. I mean, you could argue that, but you could also argue that this team in general hasn't looked like the team that they, they were last year and that— if he gets put into a situation where, like you said, Joey, he's might he might just not be meant to be the number one on a team. But I think the scariest part about that fact, Grady's averaging 18.7, 10, and 5. Those are good stats. But when you're shooting barely, you, you know, you're barely hitting 40%, that's bad. There's guys, there's guys that are shooting higher from three. Than, no, 100%. Sh- but like I said, you're probably looking to him where he's getting the first touch on your offensive possession. You're expecting him to score the basketball instead of, you know, letting another guy produce for him, draw the double team, and find Randall. That's when he was at, that's when he became his best. I think, I, do you think he gets traded or no? I don't think he gets traded, but I think that there's, there's a market there for him, especially for a team. I don't know if the, it will end well for the Knicks is my problem. I think if it does happen and whatever team does snatch him up and they make him a number two, number three situation, it will only make them even better. Okay. Um, what about Ben Simmons? Think He's he got, get, think what, he nine traded? teams that look that were looking for him? Uh, every team. In the <laughs> uh, NBA every team. Besides like one, <laughs> right? Hold on. Let me, find the, let me find the article real quick. Um, the Atlanta Hawks, the Cleveland Cavaliers, the Toronto Raptors, the Pacers, the Pistons, the Timberwolves, the Kings, the Trailblazers, and the Wizards. Yeah. Are the top nine. All right. So you take those teams that you just said. Who's the best fit? And do you, first, off, first off, do we even have this conversation? Do we think he's going to get traded? Do you think I mean, that? I, I think they have to at this point. You don't think they like, wait till the offseason? What is the actual point? Of sitting there with this guy on your well, team. Well, he's never playing another game for the Sixers. That's what I'm saying. Is what what is the actual set. point when you have a guy in Joel Embiid and he's having an MVP caliber season and you have a guy that people want to sit there and say, hey, we're just going to let him sit on our bench and simmer and get less Not value out of him. sit on our year. bench. Yeah. He, no. Who even knows where he is? I, I don't even, I have no idea. But you, you get the point that I'm trying to make is why let this slip and let this season slip away when you have a guy in Embiid who's playing as well as he is. Tobias Harris, who knows if you're, he's going to be on the move too, but you need to go out and get this man some more help. 
Because this team could be a championship team with everything that's going on in the East right now. There's no, there's nothing certain in the Eastern Conference right now. I would say besides the Chicago Bulls. And, I would and say the besides the Miami Heat, Chicago, the top three: the Bulls, the Bucks, and and the Heat. I think the Heat are really good. I think the Heat might make it out of the East, and that's why I hedged my bet on, uh, I, on that I mean, Nets bet. Yeah, but I, like I said, I think everything is just up in the air, and nothing is complacent. Because we saw what the Heat the Heat gave us a lot last year after they won after they won the chip in the shortened season, and then they went out and they got four by the Bucks. The Bucks went out and won the championship last year. They don't look like the same exact team. Yeah, that's okay. just my view on it. Fair, that's fair. Um, let's uh, let's take a break. Let's take a quick break here. Let's come back, and I guess I, I just want to do some. Uh, I want to do a little Super Bowl, con- you know, just a little bit, just to remind everybody, Joe Burr. You know, I, I feel like we've ended the show. Every time on some type of football thing. We got one to two more weeks of talking football. Talking football. Maybe we'll even throw a little Pro Bowl in there just because. Just because why not, right? <sighs> Who knows? Who knows? Just I just want football. I need a couple minutes of the old pigskin being thrown around here on the station. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's any given fun day. At given fun day on all your social media pages. Check us out. When we come back, NFL Talk, Joey Haas, Ray Osterhout, and Kobe Brickner here with you on 104.5 The Team. It's Any Given Fun Day, presented by Joey and Ray on 104.5 The Team. I'm the f***ing man, y'all don't get it, do you? Type of money, everybody acting like they know you. Go uptown, New York City, bitch. Some Spanish girls love me like I'm out with daughter. Tell Uncle Luke I'm out in Miami, too. Oh, man. I'm shocked. <laughs> what happened to me? We both are. Yeah. Welcome back to Any Given Fun Day. Joey Haas, Ray Ostrout, and Kobe Brickner here with you on 104.5 The Team. Kobe, you're on the mic, so just pull it up to you. I'm not saying you have to just come out and start talking, but you're here. You're here for this last sec. Let's go. Um, so we've had a week, fellas, to marinate. On the Super Bowl, right? We've we've now indulged in a week of Super Bowl talk, Joe Burrow talk, this and that, and the other thing, right? Uh, the Rams has has either of your guys's thoughts and views of the Super Bowl changed yet? Like, has anybody said something to you that's like, oh, you know what? Maybe you're right. I don't know you if had you, those, the, the, that moment yet. I don't know if you've heard about. Um or if you follow Twitch as much as I do, but the whole Tim the Tapman curse that's been going around. Ooh, yeah. Have you heard about all that? Yep, yep. He's picked wrong pretty much from the start of the Tim playoffs. Tim the Tapman streamer for video games. Yeah, pretty for much. People that don't so, know. But he's also, he also into sports very much. And Hashtag he's been, influencer. Yeah. And he's been picking games since the start of the season. He's a Cowboys fan. Picked the Cowboys pretty much to go all the way to the Super Bowl, obviously. But he picked the Cowboys. He's picked the the la- he picked both the AFC and the NFC championship game wrong. He picked all four of the divisional games wrong, mm. and he also picked um, he quote unquote broke the curse by picking um, the Call of Duty League one one out of three right this weekend. So who did he pick for the Super Bowl? He picked the Rams, no mm. doubt. There you go. That's scary. And man. that makes that made me feel a little bit better about you know because obviously I'm going to ride with the Bengals. What about I mean, Mattress Mac? Where's what's he doing? Who, who Mattress Mac? You don't know about Uncle Uncle Mattress Mac? No. He put like $4.3 million on the Bengals? No? I think it was the Bengals. I'm pretty think, sure you're I correct. $4.3 said... million? Yeah, he's, yeah. he's big. He's what, big does that, what does that pay out? Uh, a lot. Stupid. <laughs> a lot. Just on, like, did he put it on uh, Moneyline or did he yeah, put it on? Straight Moneyline, yep. I think. Straight Moneyline. Yeah, he's, he usually rolls like that. Wow. Um, okay, so nothing. Kobe, has anything changed for you? Has anybody. 
turned your turned your thoughts on on who you may pick for the Super Bowl? Um, no, not really. For me, it's almost like I'm rooting for a good game. As far as like um, the QB matchup is very interesting for uh, a Super Bowl. Nonetheless, you've got somebody who uh, is coming off like a career threatening injury in a his rookie. legs. Rookie, a rookie. He's a rookie. And then you got Matt Stafford coming from Detroit. Like, that just says it itself. Like, somebody coming from Detroit making his way to the Super Bowl, it should be, like, pretty crazy to watch. Yeah. Um, no, I, I got you. I feel you. So, But nobody's, like, changed your thoughts on anything? No. Nah, okay. Um, definitely want to be degenerate on the uh, the prop yeah. bets. Yeah, we'll degenerate at some point. Degenerating is yeah. our specialty now. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I think that's definitely our next shirt. Yeah, 100%. Everyone loves it. Oh, no doubt. Um, I haven't – nothing's really – turned me yet uh i'm still up in the air as far as who i want to pick um i I don't know there's there's a lot of question marks i think still to be had and we'll see what happens this week you you know now it's super bowl week welcome to super bowl week and you know i'm sure on the station here you hear a lot of roger and mj and charlie and dan uh, and everybody else that's on the station as well do a lot of uh you know give give me a different perspective on the super bowl uh so i'm looking forward to that but uh, we had the Pro Bowl today uh, coming up, and uh, Lamar Jackson was a Pro Bowler. Does that surprise anybody? Yeah. That's pretty surprising. Name right? value right there. Just I like, mean, I'm just going honestly. through some of the names. and Is, is the Pro Bowl... Um, yeah, it's going to be right it, here. On no, no, no. I mean, is it... Um, good segue. Um, is it popularity-based? Or like, is it vo- uh, like the NBA uh, All-Star game is? I think if they just show up, they're in. Huh. If somebody's like, I, I hey. think it's uh, fan voted as well too. Well, that yeah, that, that that would literally be the only reason why I could see. Before I mean, you, Kirk Cousins made it. Before you um, go into anything Pro Bowl, yeah. uh, I don't know if anybody's seen it on like Twitter or whatnot. Maybe you watched it, but Kirk Cousins in that challenge where there's a defensive back um, stunk it up or what? Oh yeah, he stunk it up, dude. He's so. He was trying to hit the circles, and somebody just commented, "Poor Jay Jettas." Yeah, like prayers out to Justin Jefferson. Well, and hopefully, you get a good quarterback. I I've been saying it. I I don't know how the Vikings haven't gone out and tried to find somebody else to bring in on this team. Like they have the talent. They have a pretty. De- they have a good defense. I wouldn't say a great defense, but they have a good defense. You have Dalvin Cook, one, arguably one of the best running backs in the league. Just, Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, arguably a top tandem in the NFL. And you have a guy in Kirk Cousins who just can't win football games, or who just has too many, too many turnovers or too many bad plays at the wrong, the wrong time. Um, why isn't Tom Brady playing in the Pro Bowl to end his career? Come on, man! You don't care about that. What if really we did care. though? Why does everything got to be about him? It's Tom what Brady. If we, He's the goat. What if we want to go watch him play? You need to go Pro tell Bowl? what the goat the goat what to do. I mean, do you, he ended his career the way he wanted to with a loss. No, coming back and his defense giving up that those plays because he came back again, and that game should have went to overtime, and they should have had a chance to go and win that well, game. It didn't, so he should be playing in the Pro Bowl and just. But go. like, if you were going to say like how Tom Brady w- would go out, like it would either be a a Super Bowl a Super Bowl win, right, or it would be B a crazy comeback for the ages that we're never going to forget. Ah, uh, we'll see. Okay, fair enough. Russell Wilson. Oh, he replaced Brady. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Yeah, Brady was picked, obviously. But Trying to see if there's anybody else here that's... Kyle Pitts, rookie tight end. Yep. 
Uh, Debo, James Conner. James I mean, Conner. obviously a great season he Alvin had. Alvin Kamara. But... I don't even think he. I don't even think he played this year. Yeah. Alvin Kamara. Yeah, I mean, I know he played, but he wasn't very. That that Saints team was very irrelevant. See, with fan voting, it's a they were a game. You, they, were a a they were a forty nine. They were a forty nine ers. How can you say the Saints were irrelevant? They were a game away. They were, they were a 49ers loss away from making the they, playoffs. They were irrelevant. Okay. They were. Trevor they would have Simeon been, was their quarterback. Trevor Simeon. They were. They were irrelevant. Yeah. Come on. They were irrelevant. Okay. It's the Saints. <laughs> it's without Drew Brees. With without Drew Brees, they're 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 really nothing. Sorry, Saints fans. They're not. Trevor Simeon at the helm, bro. Come on. You could go out there and. and Throw sixty percent, right? I mean, they it was the cards that they've been drawn. If anybody, if any star quarterback or any quarterback for any team gets hurt, oh, I get that. What I, backup are you going to bring in? No, are I, you going to bring in Tom Brady off the I, bench? Listen, listen, no. I get that. I get that. That's the cards they were drawn, but that doesn't make them relevant. That doesn't give them a, a, a bypass. But what I'm saying is that they they weren't irrelevant. Like they weren't the they're Lions relevant. this year. They didn't go oh like one and sixteen and one or whatever they went. They were like they the, were a game away. They were a forty nine. about this one? Loss away from being in the playoffs. How about this one? They were just as or just as relevant as the Atlanta Falcons. Okay, that's 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 why I'm comparing the the New Orleans Saints to. I can get behind that. Yeah, that's about their relevancy level, which is about negative six. So, you know, you guys do the math on that. <laughs> and hey, Ray, I, I, no hate, man, but Trevor Simeon is just not it. I know you're trying to. Trying to defend former Denver Bronco Trevor Simeon. I'm not defending them. I'm fe- I'm defending the Saints in general. Who's their coach? They have a coach. And they have a lot. <laughs> no, of No, he's retired. He's gone. I know, but he they was. Didn't they, they didn't know what they're doing. They have a lot of debt. That's for sure. <laughs> sure do. And they don't even know what Michael Thomas. Who slant God? What's he doing? He doesn't even know. Where he, is he going to play again? Who even knows? He'll be back next year. Yeah, I, we would hope so. See if he's see if how good he is without Drew Brees. Right, we haven't seen that yet, um, fellas. Thank you for a good show. Uh, it was a good time. Thank you to Multi Chiropractic, uh, Doctor B and Doctor Dub, Doctor Dub for uh, hopping on the show. That's very fun. So make sure you check them out at Multi Chiropractic. Uh, but other than that, fellas, let's go enjoy the Pro Bowl. Let's get ready for the Super Bowl coming up this week. The NBA trade deadline. Uh, we're a week closer to baseball. Um, there's a lot of good things that are coming in the future. The weather's going to start to warm up slowly, but surely. And, uh, appreciate you guys. Ray, appreciate you. Kobe, appreciate you. All of our listeners, wherever you may be, appreciate you guys. And, uh, we will see you guys next Sunday here on 104.5, the team from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Check us out the any given fun day podcast at given fun day on social media. We will see you guys next week. And as always, Ray, say it with me. Don't forget. Make sure. You know what the fun is, bro.